Radio. Hey, this is your host Brian Wayne here, and uh, I'm here to let you know, in case you did not know already, uh, that the Cheers to Comics podcast has since evolved. And uh, if you're looking for a new shiny place to get your comic books from, then you need to head on over to Shop. Cheers to Comics.com. It's like Cheers to Comics.com, only with the shop in front of it. Uh, shop Cheers to Comics.com, and if you use code PODCAST at checkout, you're going to save yourself 10%. And I'm constantly adding new inventory, hot spec books, uh, everything. Everything. Any any type of book under the sun is it, uh, is it, is it comes under my radar and it gets added into the inventory. I, I make it available to you. So remember, head on over to Shop Cheers to comics.com and use code podcast at checkout and save yourself 's to comics podcast I'm your host Brian Wayne and this is episode 407 the 407th episode of the Cheers to Comics podcast will be a poll list priorities. I'll be going over the books of the future the final order cutoffs the FOCs due by the 21st of May 2023 hey how you doing ah you been good yeah yeah, did you get your orders in last week? I sure hope so. Because there's... <laughs> yeah. There's good stuff this week, too. That's for sure. Um, and you know what? I think I'm just going to go ahead and jump right into it. So, uh, these are the books from Lunar. So, there's going to be mostly DC books with a few uh, indies sprinkled in here that you must have ordered by May 21st. Otherwise, they don't get printed. They don't get printed. Uh, they're not on the shelf. There's a good chance. They're just not on the shelf waiting for you. Um, especially, you know, you can't make it on a Wednesday. A lot of people, you know, they have bank hours, you know, 9 to 5. Shops can't always afford to stay open late. I know if you, you know, close before I can get off work to go, go get my books. You know, I gotta wait till my day's off. And, um, yeah. A lot of times, those books aren't there. They're just not there waiting for me. That's why you pre-order. So, um, let's let's jump right into this. Like I said, starting with DC and a few others. Uh, we've got Batgirls number 19. We've got a few covers to choose from here. Well, a couple of main covers and a 1 in 25 done by Robbie Rodriguez. Uh, we've got Batman and Scooby-Doo Mysteries number 9. Ooh, really keeping that one going, huh? Dig it. Just the one cover there. Uh, we've got Batman Incorporated number 9. We do have a first appearance in this one. And uh, shall me pull this up here? Because I know the one in 25 is going to be the one that you really want to chase. Because it's... It's the uh, design variant there, the John Timms design variant. Where the fuck's it at? God damn it. 
I can't, I can't find the name of the character. You know what? Let me uh, click on this. Let's just see. Let's just see. Uh, something about the ghoul. I thought it was like Mr. Ghoul or something like that. Something like that. But, uh, yeah, no, first full appearance in this issue, you know, we're talking about, you know, Joker Incorporated, essentially, so I don't know how much of a part this character has to play, but, you know, we'll find out. We will find out eventually. And like I said, the 1 in 25 is probably going to be the one most sought after um, for collectors and speculators. Uh, but the James Stokey B covers badass, the C cover, you know, the Pride variant. I, I'm not even sure who that is featured on there. But, uh, yeah. Don't sleep on this one. Definitely don't sleep on this one. Uh, another one you shouldn't be sleeping on this week. Listen up, speculators. We've got Batman Superman World's Finest, number 16. We do have the first full appearance of New Mezo, the 2.0 version of Amazo. So, you know, definitely something to uh, keep your eye on there. You, you never know. You never know. I mean, not every single first appearance of a character is going to mean something. We know that. But at the same time, as a collector myself, whether the character really holds weight at all or not, you're it's still a piece of history, no matter how you know minuscule it is. Um, you know, it's the first time this character shows up. Whether they go on to do nothing or whatever, it's still a small piece of comic book history that I think collectors, you know, yeah. I, I don't know. I just, I, yeah. Um, the Libramejo cover is badass, the variant on that. There is a Doug Braithwaite movie, Flash movie variant on Batman Superman World's Finest. There's a Babstar swimsuit variant. And then the uh, Ben Oliver 1 in 25 is pretty rad, especially if you're into the color green. Damn, they're, they're taking this up to a 1 in 50? Good lord. Uh, Care Andrews on the 1 in 50. So there you go. Gonna be some rare covers coming out of this one, I would imagine. You know, um, Rare doesn't always mean valuable, though. Keep that in mind. Um, definitely not immediately, that's for sure. Through time, you know, you get to that 30-year mark, then, then you're talking. But, uh, yeah. Uh, we've got Batman The Adventures Continue, Season 3, Issue Number 6. Oh, yeah. Uh, we got, let's see, Tom Riley on the B cover. Uh, Gillen March on the, on the villain C cover. Oh, hey. There's a 1 in 25 done by Hayden Sherman. Look at the lobster there. You know, uh, is this not a callback to uh, Lego Batman? Is that, I'm pretty sure it's something like that. Uh, <laughs> we've got Batman Brave and the Bold, number 2. I'm liking that A cover. The Derek Chu B cover is pretty rad, too. Kind of dark as far as like color tone goes, but still pretty neat. Um, there's a Brett Booth C cover, gotta love Brett Booth, look at him, all Superman, Superman, uh, there's an Otto Schmidt 1 in 25, uh, I'm not sure who that character is featured on there, very samurai-esque, um, see, I'm kind of confused, is that, is that supposed to be... Okay, well, she's got a quiver on her back, so maybe that's supposed to be a bow. I forgot to draw the string in there, I think. 
Oh, well. Uh, Batman the White Knight Presents, Generation Joker, number two. Um, I, I'm not seeing any information about potential new characters popping up in this, but I feel like this is a series that has, you know, the potential for, you know, a sleeper to to happen at any given time. You know, I'm dealing with these new types of characters in this timeline. It's, I, I, I don't know. I think it's entirely possible. I'm not saying I would invest heavily because it would be a mighty gamble, but at the same time, opportunity. Uh, Black Adam wrapping up with its 12th issue. Look at John Jang getting those A covers, baby. What a beast. What a beast. Uh, I'll be seeing him at Fan Expo Denver this year. By the way, I got press passes approved. You will see me at Fan Expo Denver. Come say hi. Come say hi. I'll be the tall feller on the floor with the microphone. Uh, let's see. There's a Simone DeMeo cover on Black Adam and uh, Mike Perkins, 1 in 25. There you go there. Uh, from Ahoy Comics, we got Blacksmith, The Key to His Heart, number one. So this is, you know, the Blacksmith universe, just another chapter within it. Um, yeah, issue number one of a new five-part miniseries from Blacksmith. Uh, there's a one in three as well, as far as variants go. Uh, Catwoman, number 56. We're just in the seas. It's a big week for DC. Big, big, thick week for sure. Um, we got a few covers for Catwoman. Probably shouldn't go through every single one of these with as large as this week is. The Sway variant's pretty neat, though. Um, yeah, a bunch of covers. There's a 1 in 25, a 1 in 50. It is a foil version of the Sway cover. Hmm. Uh, we've got Cyborg number 2 out this week. Mm, gotta love it. Oh, look at the 1 in 25. It's an homage to the first appearance of Cyborg there. Um, done by Sanford Green. So there you go. It's almost like an identical swap. But, yeah. Uh, continuing on. Sorry, there's a bunch of trades to go skip here. Uh, Scout, we'll talk about Scout later. Deer, 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 deer. Green Lantern, number two. Due to be ordered by the 21st this week. few covers to choose from. Tony Daniel. There's a 1 in 25. There's a 1 in 50. Um, Diodoto has a bad cover. I mean a badass cover. Not a bad cover. Badass. Uh, we've got Justice Society of America. Number 2. We've got a few covers on that one. Including a 1 in 25. Hmm. Who's that shady feller? I don't know. I don't know. Creepy little character there in the midst of all that carnage. I don't know. Might be something to that. Could be. Possibly not, too. You never know. Uh, we've got, oh, from Multiversity, Harley screws up the DCU number four. Gotta love it. Got a few covers to choose from there. Um, Nightwing number 105. Now... This is one that I am speculating on, not because of a first appearance or anything like that, but because of artistic value. We're getting another Tom Taylor, Bruno Redondo. We're gonna do. We're gonna tell a story in a way that seems almost impossible to do through the medium of comics, and they're gonna do an entire story based off the first-person perspective of Nightwing. And I cannot wait 
to see how these freaks figure this out. Um, I'm I am beyond excited about this. I have a feeling that we're going to be talking about this come Cheersy season when we're talking about issues of the year. Um, you know, like just do you do you remember what they did? What what issue was it? I want to say it was eighty six. I believe was it eighty nine. What the 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 full continuous panel? You know that 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 was this team. Uh, in the same book, I I cannot wait, and because of how amazing I'm I'm sure the story is going to turn out, it's going to be highly talked about, under ordered, and people are going to want this book because they're going to want to see for themselves, um, or I mean for that matter, see for Nightwing's self. <laughs> so yeah, no, don't don't sleep on this one for sure. I mean if you're not reading Nightwing already then what the hell are you doing? Like, what are you reading that has you so distracted from reading probably the greatest series in comics right now, consistently? Um, yeah, I don't know. It's, it's, this, this is going to be a good one for sure. A few covers to choose from on it. A bunch, actually. Uh, one in 25, but I'm telling you, I just, yeah, pick this one up. Even if you haven't been reading Nightwing, you're gonna this this will make you fall in love, and you're gonna want to go through, and if not read all a hundred, what, what what issue are we on now? What issue did I say that is? One oh five, yeah, and not read all a hundred and four issues at the very least. You know, going back from eighty five on up, because before that, kind of polarizing. Um, I was a fan, but. Yeah, Tom Taylor's run though is absolutely phenomenal. It's 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 hard to compare anything else to it as far as quality goes on every level, from storytelling to art. Um, yeah, you read Nightwing, people read Nightwing. Uh, we've got Sand from the Sandman universe, the Nightmare Country, gl- the Glass House. Sorry, Nightmare Country, not the Nightmare Country. Nightmare Country. The Glass House, number three. So another spinoff miniseries there. It's a little six-part series. Got a few covers to choose from. Uh, One of which is a 1 in 25. DC really coming at you with those 1 in 25s, man. Um, From Sumerian Press, we've got Soko, number three. Not entirely sure what it looks like. Possibly, I don't know. I'm kind of getting like a Scarface, nightclub, gangster type of vibe. Bodyguard type of situation. I don't know. Um, mm, spinning out of Donna DC, we've got Spirit World number two. Issue one came out just recently, I believe this last comic book day. Um, first ongoing series of this new character, of which I haven't got a chance to really dive into and learn about yet, but I did make sure I picked up that issue number one for the sake of history and, you know, potential speculative reasons. Um, I do have it tucked away. It's not going anywhere anytime soon. But I do have faith that that dog will see its day. For sure. So, and with these, you know, these new, uh, you know, series like Vigil and Spirit World and stuff, you never know what type of new characters they're going to introduce. You know? So just keep an eye out. Yeah, just, he said, I wouldn't invest heavily, but at the same time, 
Um, not not a bad little. Uh, I don't know. Maybe pick up an issue and see. You know, add it to the list because you just never know. There is a one in twenty-five on this as well. Uh, interesting art. Very unique. I like that. I do. It's got like a well. It's I don't know. Very mixed medium. That's for sure. I like it. Dare I say almost a Sam Keith type of color palette? Not art style, but color palette in a way. With it being mixed medium the way it is. You know, you, you could see the the you know, the strokes of the, the the oil. I don't know. I like it. Uh we've got Superboy, the man of tomorrow number three. Few covers to choose from on this one. And from Superboy we go to Superman. Number five. Who's who's doing Superman? That's right, Joshua Williamson. Oh yeah. The silver banshee's back. Oh no. Mm-hmm. Uh a few covers to choose from on that one. There's one in twenty-five, as well as a one in fifty. Oh, and that Lieber Mayho cover. Son of a bitch. Damn. So now he's doing Superman stuff. I like it. I like it. That, that's that's fucking rad, man. That's a great cover. Lieber Mayho is severely underrated. You know, everyone's all over Crane's nuts, but I think Bermejo is just so much more talented than he gets credit for. So, yeah, I don't know. Get on that shit. I know I definitely have some hardcore clients though that come to me all the time for Bermejo stuff so I mean he has a following no doubt about it but I feel like it's a little more cult than I feel like he should be more mainstream is all but maybe it's a good thing he's not I don't know I mean he puts out so much work already you know so it's not like I don't know I don't know just such a great cover has me babbling uh, we've got Superman Lost, number four. Lots of super books this week. I believe this is... Oh, yeah, this is Christopher Priest. That's right. Um, so, yeah, you know, Superman in space, it looks like. So, uh, I guess... I guess. <laughs> I mean, I'm not trying to throw shade at all. It's just that's a lot of Superman in the same week. You know, there's a lot of Superman titles now. Um... I mean, we've got, obviously we've got Superman, we've got Superboy, we've got um, uh, Adventures of Superboy, or is it Adventures of Superman? Yeah, Adventures of Superman. Um, we've got Batman, Superman, World's Finest, still a Superman book. Uh, we've got Superman Lost, it's just, it's just a lot. And then, uh, isn't Brave and the Bold kind of a... A Superman type of book, too, in a way? I don't remember. I really read Brave and the Bold. Hmm. Hmm. Oh, we've got Titans number two. I have not gotten around to reading Titans number one, but that's only because I haven't, um, you know, just, I haven't gotten around to reading anything yet this week, but please believe it's the top of my list. Uh, I did show a friend the this title and they immediately read it cover to cover and just from their 
their reactions without spoiling anything for me. They had me very, very, very intrigued. And I'm, I'm, I'm very excited for this series. Um, am I saying spec-worthy? I mean, not necessarily. It does say death in the family there, but I don't ever really consider death spec-worthy at all anymore. I mean... <sighs> are we going to talk about... No, we're not going to talk about Spider-Man. But, um... Yeah, you know, it's, yeah, uh, cool covers, we got a movie variant, we got a swimsuit variant, wow, it's got all of them there in their nudies, well, nearly nudies, uh, Jen Bartel getting a cool Starfire variant, that is pretty neat, actually, see, I'd like to see a line of those, you know, each, uh, each character featured individually, I like that. Dig, dig that style. Bartel's a beast. Uh, there's one in 25, there's one in 50, which is essentially just a black and white variant. Not even really virgin. Um, yeah. But don't sleep on Titans. It's going to be good. We've got Vigil, number two. He says more new characterness coming out of the Donna DC. So all the same stuff I said about uh, Spirit World. You know, same applies for Vigil and that entire series. You just never know, man. You never know. Ah, oh, Wildcats still going on with the eighth issue. Few covers to choose from there. There's a one in twenty-five, and then lastly, the book that is it. Lastly, let me just make sure. Um, maybe not. Regardless, Wonder Woman number eight hundred. I know the. the if you're not already aware, news is broke. I'm not spoiling anything, but we, we're going to have the first first full appearance of Trinity, Wonder Woman's daughter, who seems to be close to a, uh, a grown woman, you know? Got like that 17-and-a-half-year-old look. Uh, the one cover... I mean, you're the, the C cover is going to be the one you want because it's going to have her first cover appearance. Uh, but, um... Wait, no, it does it? Is that her? No, is that might be, uh... Shit, what was her name? The other Wonder Woman type of character they created recently. I forget. So yeah, no, I don't think that's Trinity on that seat cover. I, I, I take that back. But, yeah, um... I don't see this as being, uh... For one, it's a milestone issue. So let's check the price tag on it. Yeah, six bucks. I guess that's not much more than I would expect. Um, or actually, it's a little less than I expect. I expected it to be a seven ninety nine book, oversized. But um, yeah, uh, I mean, obviously, you know, there 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 is some sort of value to you know Wonder Woman's daughter, you know, first appearing. But the, the fact that it's been, you know, talked about and there's been, you know, 37 articles in the last four hours, you know, <laughs> about this character. Uh, and that's just in the last four hours. Um, it, 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 it's it's going to be highly ordered. Um, it's much anticipated. It's not going to be a sleeper of any type. You know, it's going to have a high print run. So... Yeah, I, I don't see it being something that you're going to be able to flip real easy, you know. Um, but as far as, you know, stores go, 
yeah, no, I mean, order a few for yourself, it'll sell. But as far as flippers and speculators, I think it's going to be a while before we see any, like, true value to this book. However, there is definitely potential for, for value down the road. I, it's just one that... It, it, it's a hold. It's a hold for sure. I'm not saying it's a skip. One you should skip, but... Yeah. And there's there's a zillion covers because it's a milestone issue. You know, it is issue number 800, which, by the way, that's fucking awesome. But, um... Yeah. Yeah. All those covers and... Uh, and I think we've got one more, too. One more out of Lunar to talk about the uh, low-key publisher. Melissa Flores, though, as the writer. So, you know, dead lucky. Um, I'm not sure who the publisher is. Oh, this is Oni Press. Okay. We've got Zeno, number one. Big 40-pager. Um, yeah, you know, I'm not... It looks like it's got some sort of futuristic, dystopian type of look going on there. It's a huge, huge description that looks like, for the most part, it's just describing the uh, the creators. But, I mean, if you like Dead Lucky and you're a fan of Melissa Flores, then there's there's a book on the FOCs for you this week. Order it, because this one probably not going to hit shelves. You know? The stores are struggling right now. Can't afford to just be throwing out piles of indie books from, you know, yeah. Just it's 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 a shame that's not the world we live in. But yeah, you know, and there's a few covers to choose from as well. Uh, one in ten, a one in fifteen, a one in twenty. So uh, there you have it. Um, yeah, I am. Uh, let's 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 head on over to previews world. Let's check out what the rest of the indies have going on this week. Uh, see what Marvel's got for us. I know there's definitely some stuff to talk about. So let's see what that's all about. Alright, so it looks like we're going to be starting with Scout this week. Um, definitely a bunch of Scout, that's for sure. Um, we're going to start out with the number one. We've got E-Junkie. It's another non-stop. I wonder if that's just how they're doing everything. Well, I mean, clearly not, but it seems that way. Uh, let's see here. Hector Holmes, a bored, thrill-seeking, experienced junkie, E-Junkie, takes a dose of a new alternative reality drug what alternative reality drug known as torch which causes him to experience the memory of a train wreck that took place hundreds of years ago from the perspective of a long deceased passenger the dosage lands him in the hospital where he is approached by a special task force of the world corporation organization to investigate the guardians of pain the cult behind the new drug who may also be responsible for hector's brother's untimely death Ooh, Sounds like a fun one, actually. So that's how to scout. Get it ordered. Um, and, you know, with nonstop, like I said, they're going to publish issue number one, and then the rest of the story, along with issue number one, will be produced in trade format. Hopefully they don't, uh, they don't drag their feet on those uh, releases. Uh, we've got Eternus, number seven, coming out of scout, due to be ordered by Sunday. Uh, Kitsune, Kitsune, I think it's Kitsune, number four, it's a six-parter. We've got another number one, Magician's Rabbit. So this is done by, well, Agent Dunstone, 
Now this is also a non-stop. Written and drawn by Agent Dunstone. All right. In a post-apocalyptic world where humanity has embraced robotic bodies to survive, one such robot begins to doubt his thoughts are really his own. Rabbit, Robot 0045, is approached by a mysterious stranger known as the Magician, who begins an investigation towards the horrible truth that Rabbit could never have imagined. Perhaps this world is even more sinister than it seems. Ooh-wee. So it's a robot... Ro a ra well, is that a rabbit? Well, I guess there's ears there. Huh. Okay. So it's a robot rabbit on, uh, on a motorcycle. License plate says Wabbit. <laughs> uh, Oswald, Star Chaser, number three. Coming out of Scout. Um, another, another number one. The Quarry, done by Mike Salisbury and Marvin Luna. After a recent f family tragedy, a boy sets out to purchase a Christmas tree with the help of his deceased big brother's girlfriend, Katie. Trying to ease his father's mourning and hold together what's left of the family, Katie and the boy attempt to reclaim a bit of Christmas spirit and help each other deal with their profound loss. What unfolds changes them both. Alright, well, it seems like an odd time to be doing a Christmas story. But, you know, to be honest, this is kind of... I mean, this might be in relation to the issue that Scout's been having lately, and, you know, as far as not being able to retain high-level or high-capacity creators... Um, I'm not saying they can't get them, but they're having a hard time retaining them now with this new scout regime running things um, because, you know, books aren't being released when they're telling them. And I mean, I don't know. I have a hard time believing that it was planned for a Christmas story to come out in late June. You know, I just, I don't know. I'm not... But, I mean, I'm not saying the story's not going to be good because of when it comes out. I'm just saying it's just kind of odd timing for such a story. But, there you go. Sounds like a book about family. Uh, and then lastly from Scout, we got another number one. Um, but this is not, not so much as a number one as it is a legacy edition of Stabity Bunny Emmett's story. So, yeah. This is a reprint, just, uh, like I said... Legacy edition, whatever that means, it, yeah. Um, director's cut, I don't know, <laughs> I don't know, but there you go. Anything out of Mad Cave this week? A couple things out of Mad Cave this week. We've got Don't Spit in the Wind, number three, mm-hmm, and A Legacy of Violence, number six, this is a 12-part maxi series, done by Cullen Bunn, mm-hmm. It's going to be scary. So there you go. Some Mad Cave action for you. Get it ordered, people. Get them ordered. Uh, shit. Damn, there's a lot of skipping going on here. Anything from Ablaze? Oh, yeah. Animal Castle, Volume 2, Issue Number 2. Due to be ordered this week. Remember how we all fell in love with Animal Castle the first time? Well, it's back. Uh, Alright, we're going to hit up Boom now. 
Um, we've got Ghost Lore number two. Couple covers to choose from there. And this is more Cullen Bunn action. So if you like horror, Cullen Bunn's your guy because he does horror and all different types. And the guy's got 12 horror books out at once at any given time. It's fucking nuts how prolific this man is in this genre. And then um, the only other book coming out of Boom this week is one that I'm actually pretty excited about. Um, you know, I've I've kind of branched off into my nerdism a little bit and fallen back into the world of Magic the Gathering. Started playing that again. Um, hit me up if you want to get in a game of Commander on Spell Table. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, so we've got Magic the Gathering, Planeswalkers, Noble. So a bunch of beastly creators on this one. I mean, from Daniel Warren Johnson... Uh, who actually has Magic the Gathering card art as well. Mm -hmm. uh, Dave Raposa, Stephanie Williams, just just beasts on this book. And uh, yeah, we're featuring Planeswalkers like Karn, and it's, it's going to be team-ups is what it is. Unlikely team-ups, which kind of, you know, if you've been following, you know, your player of the game at all in this last uh, March of Machine set that came out, you know, a lot of the... The, the legendary commanders they put out were, you know, team-ups for the most part. Um, so, yeah, I, I, I kind of like the idea of this. You know, we've got Vraska teaming up in a little love story with Jace. Ooh, hey. You know, we've got Karn and Ralzarek teaming up. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Fun stuff, man. Fun stuff. Um, I, 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 I'm, I'm definitely signing up for this one. I'm into it. Um, so, yeah, and you never know, I mean, if you're looking for a new hobby, and, you know, something that has a cool story to go along with, you know, fun gameplay and collectability and all of that stuff, then maybe pick up this, this, these Magic the Gathering books that are coming out, especially this one, and see if maybe, you know, these, these characters entice you enough to maybe want to get into the game and all of that. It's fun, it is an expensive hobby, though, I'll say that. It doesn't have to be. I mean, there are ways around it being expensive, but if you really want to get into it, it can get pretty expensive. But So be forewarned. However, the comics... Ooh, fuck, $8. You see, even, even the comics, $8? Good lord. <laughs> I mean, obviously, it's going to be oversized with all these creators on here at once, but um, yeah, man. God damn. Oh, I can't wait to see what Dave Raposa and Daniel Warren Johnson do. Jesus Christ, that's going to be fun. Oh, that's going to be so amazing to look at. Get on it. And then there is a $10 secret variant as well featuring Vraska. So, yeah, who's on that? Franny on the variant? Oh, that looks so much better blown up. Damn, that's cool. Definitely has like a, you know, it's a color pencil type of look. That's neat. I, I dig it. I dig it. So there you go, that's it from Boom, just two titles, Ghost Lore and Magic the Gathering, Planeswalkers, Noble. From Boom, we go to Dynamite. And we've got Disney Villains, Scar, number three, bunch of covers to choose from there, and son of a bitch, that's it. Only one title to choose from from Dynamite this week, and it's all the same book. Um, I mean, there's metal variants for a hundred bucks if you're into that type of thing. Uh, let's see. Yeah, man. Lots of covers there. Disney collectors. Those are your targets on that one. Sellers. 
Those are your targets there. Uh, might be might be somewhat of a long-term hold, though. You know, it's not one that I would expect that people are going to be falling all o all over themselves to get, even like hardcore Disney collectors right off the bat. But give it time, you know. Well, maybe one day the economy will bounce back. <laughs> we'll see. Fingers crossed. Uh, from Image Comics now, we're going to wrap up the rest of the indies for this week's FOCs. We've got Battle Chasers number 10. We've got 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7? Seven? 7 covers on a number 10? Come on, Image. Come on. Um, I mean, but covers including Scotty Young and J. Scott Campbell and... Yeah. So... Definitely some collectability there. Four dollars. You know, they're not overpriced in the books, which is good, but there you go. Um, more from Image. We've got Giant Kakju. <laughs> Kakju? Kakju? <laughs> Number three. Wrapping up with the little micro series there. A couple covers to choose from. We've got Gunslinger Spawn. Number 21. Really like the Brett, Brett Booth cover. There's a Virgin C cover of that as well. It's old Spawn flying through some stained glass. Very vivid. Very vivid. I like it. That's a great cover, man. Brad Booth is a monster. Underrated. Oh, we've got an image number one. This is uh, Ryan Cady and Andrea Moody. So, um, a maniac in New York artist. Remember that? I dig it. Um, so, yes, we've got a ghost story for the end of the world. Hmm. In a not-so-far future, rife with climate disasters and worldwide instability, an eccentric billionaire and his crew, a disgraced journalist, a radical doctor, a TV demonologist, and a squad of hard-bitten military contractors set out to prove the existence of life after death. But even, in their mission is a even if their mission is a success, the truth behind the most haunted place on Earth, air quotes, may not be the comforting revelation the world is hoping for. Ooh-wee. I'm into this, man. Um, yeah, sign me up. Sounds like fun. Sounds like fun. And I know I'm going to enjoy it visually, for sure. I'm a big fan of Andre Moody. Big fan. Big, big fan. So there you go. Um, get on it. And there is a, uh, a B cover as well. I don't have an, have an image available for it at this time, but cover artist on that is... Mike Sozo. So, yeah. Uh, more from Image due to be ordered by the 21st. We have Immortal Sergeant number 6. Just one cover there. Oh, here's another number 1. This is a mini-series done by oh, Doug Wagner. So, you know, from plush and uh, vinyl fame. Uh, Doug Wagner and Douglas Dabbs, along with Matt Wilson. Click, click, boom. With K's. Um, Meet Sprout, a mute assassin who communicates exclusively through Polaroid pictures. Nice. Being raised by her doomsday prepping grandfather in the rolling hills of Idaho, Sprout has never been around other people, watched TV, or seen clothes outside of army fatigues. Now she's headed to the big lights in New York City to avenge her grandfather's murder... But will the city's mesmerizing glitz and glam help her succeed or be the death of her? Fucking A, man. This sounds interesting. 
How are they going to do a mute character? Oh, that sounds fun. Did Doug Wagner just create a cheat code? I don't know. We'll see. I'm into this, man. Coming out, uh, shit, the 14th. So, yep, get it ordered by this week. It sounds like fun. I know it's just a mini series, so not a whole lot of huge potential for spec, but that doesn't mean that it doesn't have any opportunity of getting picked up. This sounds like something that I want to see. And I mean, I don't know, that's not every reason to... I mean, when, when we're speculating on indie titles, it is kind of sad to think that, you know, that's really the thing that we're hoping for, is that it gets picked up, and then it has a quick moment of fame, and then we flip it, and blah, blah, blah. Um, you know, we're, we're not going to see a whole... Uh, very few Walking Deads, Walking Dead number ones, will ever exist again. I mean, it's just... Yeah, that was lightning in a bottle, you know, and that that's that set the standard that's not really ever going to be achieved again. I mean, something is killing the children is the closest we've come to that, and even then, it's still few and far between. So, uh, I'm not... Uh, but, that doesn't... Man. I know, it's... It, it, well, I'm going on a rant here about specking on indies, I think is what I'm trying to <laughs> do here. And But... Uh, I... I I'm I'm polarized by the 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 spec market in general because I mean here I am you know as a speculator myself but at the same time it it, it kind of hurts my feelings to think that the only reason to pick up a book is if it has you know spec worthiness um, you know especially when it comes to indie titles um, but I don't know man a, a popular book I mean it's it's it starts with you picking it up. That's the thing. I mean, if it sells well, then then that's that's how it happens. So if <laughs> I, I guess what I'm saying here is, if you're specking on an indie book and you have you know <laughs> hope that it gets picked up, you got to spec on it hard. You have to generate those numbers yourself. So yeah. Um, but yeah, with this, this even a mini series has potential. It has potential. Because, you know, especially with indie series now, man, everything's done in five-part chapters, and then they just reboot it again with, you know, under the same title, and they just call it Volume 2, you know? So, there you go. That's my little rant. Uh, we've got Last Barbarians, number five. We've got a few covers to choose from on that one, a bunch, actually. Why? Why? So many. So many that are so similar. But, there you go. Uh, we've got Monarch, number five, couple covers to choose from there. Old Dog, number five, we've got three to get your hands on there. Oh, yeah. What was this, Declan Chalvey? Yeah. Yeah. Fun stuff. I did read number one. Has potential. Um, Saga, continuing on with issue number 65. Oh, yeah, baby. I love some Saga, right? Oh, something epic. Something Epic, to me, has the most potential of an indie series that I've read in a long time. I thoroughly, thoroughly enjoyed issue number one, and I cannot recommend it enough. Um, I will be talking about this heavily come Cheersy season. It's just, man, Simon Kuzdansky. I've been wondering what the hell he's been doing for the last couple of years, because I feel like after, uh, oh, man... As soon as the X titles came out, I forget. It was Fallen Angels, I think, is the title that he was on. 
and it was the first one to get canceled, and I haven't really seen much f from Simon since. But now I know, like, what this this guy's been doing, and shit, he's put a lot of love into this. This is going to be an amazing series. Pick it up, people. Pick it up. And there's awesome variants every week as well. Um, yeah, I mean, Back to the Future homage. There's an action figure variant, which has like a G... I mean, in, in, the, in the style of G.I. Joe. It's just... I don't know. Like I said, massive, massive potential with this series. You know, think 8 billion genies. I'm telling you. It's, it's don't sleep on something epic don't even if it doesn't go on to be picked up and highly it's just fucking read it and be prepared to be amazed because it's it's something special uh moving on I, I can drool over that book all goddamn day uh, we've got tales of suspense there's a z in there somewhere and a y in those spellings Chris Wael, T.P. Luis, Ashley Wood, um, Daniel, or I'm sorry, Nelson Daniel. So, yeah. Um, let's see. Oh, yeah, that's right. So th these are going to be, it's kind of, you know, anthologies. You know, uh, two stories in each, in each issue. So, you know, that explains all the creators on the title. Um, so, yeah, it's going to be an ongoing, but like I said, it's, it's going to be just different stories um are they doing 14 page stories 12 page stories something like that you know five dollar price tag on it uh, yeah 12 page tales two 12 page tales of terror and turmoil so yeah um the two titles of the stories being featured in this one are lay mort 13 and dreamweaver so i'm assuming that we're having something to do with, like, a, a French military type of situation. And then something to do with dreaming. <laughs> I don't know. Just my best guess. So, there you go. If you're into anthologies, there's a new one coming out of Image for you. Um, this, another image, number one, that I would say is probably worth speculating on. You know, it's Robert Kirkman. Uh... Matthias Lopez on the art, um, an ongoing series premiere, Void Rivals, number one. Uh, yeah, so, war rages around the Sacred Ring where the last remnants of two worlds have collapsed around a black hole in a never-ending war. However, when dark pilot Duroc and his rival Salila both crash on a desolate planet, these two enemies must find a way to escape together. But are they alone on this strange planet? And what dark forces await that threaten the entire universe? Ooh, there's a surprise we won't see coming. Hmm. Hmm. Is Robert Kirkman going to tie his universes together somehow? I don't know. I would imagine that's probably some sort of, the, you know, I don't know. Part of the surprise. We'll see. What's going on with those knuckles? Knuckles don't bend like that. I, don't, I wish my knuckles bent like that. Weird. But aliens, am I right? Um, so there you go. A Robert Kirkman number one, you know? And with him being, like, Mr. President and all, he's probably going to get pushed hard. So keep an eye on it. Definitely some indie titles to keep your eye on this week. That's probably the one, though, you know? Um, as far as, yeah. 
Uh, let's talk about Marvel. We've got Avengers number two. Four covers to choose from on that one. Damn. Uh, we've got Betsy Braddock, Captain Britain, number five. Just one cover there, and boy, is it colorful. Uh, Bloodline, Daughter of Blade, wrapping up with its fish, fifth issue. Uh, Cult of Carnage, Misery, number one. Mm-hmm. Second printing. Uh-huh. <laughs> gotcha there. Yeah, that's the second printing. But we do have number two out this week, and I do believe that we are going to have the first confirmed appearance of Madness. So, um, yeah. Not, and this is confirmed. Like, I've seen it from the creator themselves in a DM. So... Uh, not a cameo, not a, not, nothing like that, so just be prepared. There will be madness. Cult of Carnage Misery, number two. Probably, so far, I think that's the book to spec on this week, as of now. Let's keep it going, let's see what else there might be, though, huh? huh? There is a Stegman variant that they're not showing an image of, so maybe we're gonna get a cover appearance there? Possibly? I don't know, we'll see. We've got Danny Ketch, Ghost Rider, number two. This five-part miniseries. There is a Momoko variant. Uh, Edge of Spider-Verse, number three. This is another big one, but I, I feel like this one, like there's there's been so much heat around it for long enough that, um, you know, it's, it's probably going to be a hard flip, but maybe not at the same time because people might just be expecting it to be on the shelf. But Edge of Spider-Verse, number three. We are going to get the origin story of Spider-Boy. Um, so what this entails is really going to determine the value of this book. Uh, we'll see. But it's been well known for a few weeks now um, that this is this is a book that, uh, yeah, it's going to be highly sought after for sure. It's definitely going to be highly sought after. Will you, gonna, will, will you be able to flip it for overcover? Probably not, but, I mean, if you're getting a discount on it, then, yeah, I, I think this, there's definitely a couple of nickels to be made off of it. Um, I would, you know, probably save a few to send out to CGC, though. Because, like, like I said, it all entirely depends on the contents of this book. Uh, but the good thing is, is that more than likely we could stop fucking wondering what the next Spider-Boy spec is going to be. Because uh, it really annoyed me. Cause it was very clear and obvious that Spider-Man number seven was the first appearance. I mean, CGC determined that immediately, and you know their label is God. Um, but then the, you know, there's so many people that just like missed out on seven because they didn't listen to me. And you know when he appeared in number eight briefly, they were trying to call number eight the first full, and then try to give seven the cameo, and blah blah blah, and. No, I'm just glad that once the origin's out, people can shut up about the character. Just find number seven. That's going to be the one that truly matters. Um, the origin isn't going to be as popular as the, uh, the the first full appearance in the long run. You know, that's. But the origin is going to have you know a, a big play on the value of number seven as well. Um, you know, well, we'll, we'll see. We'll see. I would expect a spike in number seven before I would, you know, imagine number Edge of Spider Verse number three showing any, you know, um, overcover type of gain. 
So, yeah. Uh, hold on to your number sevens in the meantime, though. Stop fucking selling them for so cheap. What are you doing? I mean, what are you doing selling these books for 15, 20 bucks? Number seven's going to be fucking big, man. Um, well, hopefully. We'll see. I just spider verse number three. We'll determine. <laughs> uh, we've got Ghost Rider number 15. Couple covers to choose from there. A few covers, actually. We got Guardians of the Galaxy number three. Oh, yeah. A few covers there. Hollow's Eve number four of a little five part series. Uh, Hellcat number four. Almost towards the end of her five part miniseries. Um, I Am Iron Man number four. I like that cover. It's simple. I dig it. Um, Incredible Hulk number one does have some first appearances in it. Well, a first full appearance and the mention of the Mother of Horrors. Ooh-wee. So we'll see what this is all about. But a new number one done by Philip Kennedy Johnson and Nick Klein. So come the fuck on. You know, I think they're going to try to... I don't know. I don't want to say they're going to etch a sketch that last Downey Cates run, but... Uh, I, th I think they're going to try to pull it out of the hole that it dug itself in because they went from Immortal Hulk and then, you know, they thought they were doing a great thing by putting Donny Cates on Hulk and he just kind of took it in a really, really weird left turn that just, I don't know. I'm not saying it was bad. It was just, it didn't feel like a Hulk book, you know, it was just different. So hopefully now we get, we get back in this, this vein of Hulk. And, uh, yeah, I'm excited for this run. I am. I am very excited. We'll see what the, uh, Mother of Horrors is all about. That sounds fucking metal as shit. Uh, we got, obviously, a bunch of covers that are gonna come along with this. Um, there's a Gleason Elemental variant that I like quite a bit. I'm wondering if that's gonna be a new theme of his, Elemental. Um, yeah, I like that. That's pretty neat. Uh, Scotty Young getting a variant. <laughs> That's actually kind of neat. Um, yeah. We've got Miles Morales, Spider-Man number seven due to be ordered this week. We've got a few covers to choose from there. Uh, New Mutants Lethal Legion, number four of a little five-part series. Predator is on its fourth issue. Gotta love that. Uh, Scarlet Witch Annual. So we're getting a team-up of Scarlet Witch and, uh, oh, what's her face? Um, Agatha. So, yeah. Not so much a team-up as a face-off, it seems. Oh, hey. Well, there you go. Scarlet Witch fans, Agatha Harkus fans, get on it. Bunch of covers to choose from. Uh, Silk number one getting a second printing. Hmm. I did call out Silk number one. Yeah. Yeah. That's a good thing. That's a good thing. Uh, Spider-Man 2099 Dark Genesis number two getting a second printing, so that says something. Uh, Star Wars Bounty Hunters number 35. few covers to choose from there. Um, bunch, actually. Uh, Venom 21. There could be something to this. You know, it's kind of an ambiguous description here, but it does hint.
I don't know. I mean, it's it's been stated that any Eddie Brock will not be Venom anymore. So, I mean, it, it seems as though he's going to be taking on a new symbiote permanently. It's just a matter of which one is going to stick. Because Bedlam, I don't see that being one that sticks around. I could see Bedlam coming off and finding a new host. and Yeah, um, but I don't know. We'll, uh, we'll see. I mean, it does look like this character on the cover is new. So, yeah, I don't know. Might be one. Uh, definitely pick up a couple copies. Definitely at least a couple. Um, there's a Stormbreaker variant done by Nick Klein as well. And the last book on this week's FOC, coming out of Marvel, we've got X-Force number 41. So there you go. couple covers to choose from there. So definitely some hotness to keep your eyes on. Um, yeah, I mean, especially out of Marvel this week, from Venom to, uh, uh, shit, uh, Hulk number one, um, Spider Edge of Spider-Verse, uh, Cult of Carnage, um, yeah, no, big ones there. As far as indies go, um, that, that, uh, well, shit, let me get the title on here, that Robert Kirkman joint, uh, pfft. Void Rivals, and then out of DC, there was, you know, Wonder Woman 800 with that first appearance, um, World's Finest has a first appearance, uh, Batman Incorporated has a first appearance, so definitely some things speculators are going to be, uh, should keep their eyes on this week. And beyond just speculation, some great titles that it's not too late to jump on, um, you know, early on, like, something epic. And then some other number ones, you know, that just have all types of appeal. So, definitely some good stuff this week. Get them ordered. I'm telling you, don't wait around for Wednesday. You know, it's, it's not a good idea. Get them pre-ordered. Um, pre-ordering saves you money in the long run, too. Remember, if you don't know a shop that gives you a discount when you're pre-ordering, then just hit me up on the socials, at Cheers to Comics. Join the Cheers to Comics Facebook group. That is the place I'm most active in. Um, and then, yeah, there you'll find as well, you know, while I'm plugging the socials, um, you'll, you'll find my own sales. I do reply auctions, claim sales through the Facebook group. Um as well as, you know, I drop these the highlights of these Polis Priority episodes. So if there's something that, you know, you listen to the episode and you're like, fuck, what was that thing? Um, hit up my socials because all of the highlights that I talk about this, um, yeah, I, 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 I give you a, a route into that. So you don't have to go through and listen to the episode, you know. I don't need your download twice. I mean, I wouldn't mind it. But, you know, I'm <laughs> I'm just trying to help people. You know, I could just keep all this information to myself and reap all the rewards myself. But at the same time, all right, let's create a community here, man. You know, let's, let's make this a, a family type of situation. So this is me sharing. This is me taking time out of my day to share with you the the, the insight that I have. So I'd like to think that there's at least a few people out there um, taking this insight to heart and pre-ordering your books, you know, um, um, yeah, uh, so there you have it, uh, shit, yeah, follow the socials, at Cheers to Comics, you know, TikTok, Twitter, Facebook, 
Instagram. Get at it. Um, all right, I think that's going to do it for episode 407. I will talk to you the next time there's things about comics to talk about. In the meantime, I command that you stay safe and read responsibly. Cheers, fuckers. Michael Moore, and this is the Cheers to Comics podcast with Brian Wayne. I'm John Chang. This is Drew Zuck. This is Mark Russell. Uh, you're listening to Cheers to Comics podcast.